Hello, everyone. You're listening to the LockinYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast with Master Trading Performance Coach John Locke, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. In this episode, episode number seven, I'd like to talk to you about a topic that we'll be covering in depth this month in our Trading Performance Membership, and that topic is the topic of confidence. Now, confidence is a topic that I hear about quite regularly during our one-on-one and group coaching sessions. In fact, the statement, I just want to feel confident, is really quite common. So the first thing I'd like to do is to define confidence itself. If you were to look up confidence in the dictionary, you'd get the following two meanings. The first being full trust, belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a person or thing. In other words, a full trust in something that's outside of you. The second meaning you might get would be a belief in oneself and in one's powers or abilities, self-confidence, self-reliance, and self-assurance. Or in other words, the ability to trust yourself or self-confidence. Now, let's get back and examine our initial statement. I want to point out that the statement, I just want to feel confident, is extremely vague. It implies that You'd like to have complete confidence or complete trust in the powers of or trustworthiness of or reliability of everyone and everything. I say this because the statement doesn't define what it is that you want confidence in, nor does it define the extent of confidence you'd like to have with it. And if that's the case, I would argue that to have full confidence all the time in everything would be a very bad thing. For example, I don't want to have full confidence that I can jump off a building and fly because if I did that, I'd probably die. I don't want to have full confidence that the S&P 500 is going to go up over the next month because if I did, I might put all my money down on a bullish trade. In fact, if I was truly 100% confident, I might even do more than that. I might leverage my money and bet more money than I have. In fact, I'd probably even borrow money and maybe even use my friend's money and my family's money and leverage that too. I mean, if I'm 100% confident, I should just go for it, right? My point being that having 100% confidence all the time is going to lead to very poor and very risky decisions. Now, you may argue with your logical mind and you may think that That's not what I meant. I didn't mean I wanted 100% confidence in everybody and everything. I meant that I want the appropriate amount of confidence in a specific area. However, there's a problem with that. You see, the words that you habitually use, the words that habitually flow easily out of your mouth, things like, I just want to be confident, these are not a representation of your logical mind. These are a representation of the beliefs of the unconscious or the emotional mind. The emotional mind is the part of your mind that controls things like breathing and heart rate, most of your moment-to-moment decisions, and yes, your feelings and emotions. And your unconscious or your emotional mind, its primary directive, its purpose for being there, at least as far as it's concerned, is to ensure your survival. And based on what you said, I just want to feel confident. Based on that, that part of your brain has the expectation that you, the logical part of your brain, should be fully confident in everything 
all the time. Now, what do you think happens when the emotional mind expects 100% confidence and the logical mind chooses to place its focus on uncertainty? Not only that, most of the time it goes even deeper. Consider this, if you're making generalizations, if that's your, your way of habitual thinking, and you're saying things like, I just want to feel confident, then it's also very likely you're also making generalizations in, in another direction. You might be making the generalization that this lack of 100% confidence means that your survival is at risk. And when you, when you do this, what happens? Well, if you think your survival is at risk, the emotional mind freaks out and it initiates a fear response because it fears for your survival. And again, logically, you may think that this doesn't make any sense. You may logically know that you're not going to die from losing a trade. You might logically know you're not going to die from public speaking or whatever it is you want to feel confident about. But realize that your unconscious mind is not logical. It's what we call an association machine. It works off of learned associations. So in this case, it thinks that if you're not 100% confident, you're going to die, which naturally leads to fear and also a desperation towards seeking certainty and security. It also leads to the aversion of potentially making any decision where the outcome may not be 100% certain. Now, the problem with this is that that's not real life. Real life is by nature very uncertain. Real life requires that we analyze situations and make our best guess about an outcome. And what happens with many people is one of two things. They either avoid making decisions by going into confusion and anxiety, which is, by the way, a decision in itself, or they might create a false sense of certainty through deleting, distorting, and generalizing the facts to the point where they can create an illusion of certainty and therefore be confident in their decision. And this shows up in trading in multiple ways. You know, for those times when we are trying to avoid making decisions, for example, let's look at a few statements and see if we can figure out what they often mean. So statement one is when someone might say to me, technical analysis doesn't work. You know, for me, as a coach, this translates into I am emotionally afraid of not being 100% confident in my outcome. Therefore, to feel good about myself at the logical level, I have to invalidate the concept of technical analysis. Otherwise, if it did work, I'd have to make these decisions and I might be wrong. Another statement I might hear might be, I choose to trade non-subjectively. And for most traders, this one translates into, I am emotionally afraid of having a decision turn out to be wrong. Therefore, to make sure that that doesn't happen, in order to feel good about myself, at the logical level, I'm going to decide to have someone or something else make those decisions for me, such as a trade alert service or a mechanical trading strategy or something like that. And in doing so, I no longer take on the risk of potentially being wrong. Now, for those times when we're trying to manipulate reality in order to feel certain, we often end up tweaking rules and form-fitting rules and creating lucky decisions through back tests. And we come up with these strategies and indicators that appear to be better than they are in reality. And in doing so, we take away the burden of potentially being wrong. We take that burden off of ourselves and we place it in on someone or something else. By doing this, again, we can take care of our ego and not worry about being wrong 
and therefore not worry about creating our own death. So none of these situations is going to get us where we want to be as traders. It's going to keep us running in circles and jumping trading strategies and staying in confusion about what to do. And it's going to make us susceptible to these ads that promise us the moon and so forth. So realize these tendencies, excuses, and actions. These are all symptoms of generalizations and undefined thoughts about confidence and uncertainty. So the first thing I'd like to do is to encourage you to become very specific about two things. The first one being confidence and the second one being risk. When it comes to confidence, clearly state and write down exactly what it is you want to be confident about as well as the threshold of confidence you're looking for in that item. And then once you do that, I want you to do a reality check on it. Ask yourself, in the real world, is it even possible or appropriate to know with this amount of confidence that this thing will happen? And if the answer is no, the answer is no. Remember, we never argue with reality because one thing that we do know for sure is that reality wins 100% of the time. So, if that's the case, then we stop searching for confidence in that area because it wouldn't be appropriate. Now, what I want you to do is determine what specifically do you want to be confident about? What level of confidence in this area would be most beneficial to making a good risk decision? Because we do not want to be overconfident either. In other words, we can create false confidence and we can pretend that we know what's going to happen. And if we act on those, we can be taking on unnecessary and inappropriate risks in a lot of our trading and so forth. So we want to know what level of confidence would be most beneficial to making a good risk decision. This is how you make good decisions, and making good decisions is how you become a great trader. And once we understand that, we also want to ask, is this level of confidence appropriate given what happens in the real world? We do not want to be confident in decisions that just simply aren't going to play out with reality. So we want to make sure that we're aware of that. And then once we know what we want confidence in and we know the appropriate level of confidence that are going to give us the best decision-making capabilities, then we want to strive for that level of confidence. And I think you find that if you get all of these other background things straightened out, it's fairly easy to get that level of confidence because you're dealing with reality at that point and you're dealing with clearly defined concepts. Now, we also want to be aware of the other side of the confidence equation. And that other side is clearly defining your risk. Because, look, if you don't define the extent of your risk, then your emotional mind is not going to want to tolerate any level of uncertainty. Remember, we said that if we don't define risk, the unconscious assumes we're risking death. And if you're risking death, then you're going to feel the need to be completely certain, which in many cases is nearly impossible. Hence the problem, right? This is the circle of thought that we spin ourselves in. You know, because we're risking death, we have to have an exceedingly high level of confidence. And that level of confidence exceeds reality of what it should be. And then we start making poor decisions. Or we spin in circles, or we jump from one thing to another, or we create false confidence. Did everybody see that loop? Okay, that's a real problem. However, once we clearly define our risk, once we know what's at stake, your unconscious mind will accept risk as long as it accepts the consequences of realizing that risk. It has no problem with that. It'll calm right down. 
when your unconscious mind freaks out is when it doesn't know the extent of the risk because it goes into this thought loop of predicting the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. So once we clearly define risk, the need for an overwhelming level of confidence, it disappears. And to demonstrate this, I always like to go to the extremes. So for example, we just talked about risking death with a trade, which when you think about it logically is completely ridiculous. But what about if we go the other way and we define the absolute worst that could happen in a trade would be that you'd lose $10. If that was the case, the need and the desire for confidence, the need and desire for certainty, it's going to nearly disappear because the risk is very defined. You know that you can handle it. It's not a threat to your existence. It's not a big deal. You don't need a high level of confidence there. Unless, of course, you put a secondary meaning on that loss. You see, trading losses are not always about money. In fact, very often people unconsciously apply inappropriate meanings to a trading loss that extend far beyond the loss of money. Now, this is also going to trigger the desire for excessive confidence, the desire for excessive certainty or unrealistic confidence in unrealistic certainty. So this, my friends, is what we're going to dive into on our next session together. For now, however, what I'd like you to do, do the exercise over the next week or so on clearly defining exactly what you want confidence in, the amount of confidence in this thing that would be most appropriate for good decisions, and the amount of confidence that is reasonable given reality. And then I want you to clearly define your financial trading risk and see if that makes a difference around your feeling about this need for having to be confident. And then next, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the non-financial reasons that are creating challenges with your confidence and challenges with your trading. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Trading Performance Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to check out my Trading Performance Membership, where we take all this material to the next level. We study it and we apply it to bring our trading performance to peak levels. Simply go to tradingperformancepodcast.com. That's one word, tradingperformancepodcast.com, to receive information on how you too can become involved and improve your trading. I look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>